0: Don't buy a phone for a camera. I made a horrible mistake.
1: Yeah. Is that what you did? You bought that for the...
0: I should have bought the phablet instead. The phablet? Yeah, well, they call that, like a phone. I wish you were recording, because phablet is such a nasty word. Is it? Well, I mean, it sounds like a nasty word. Talking to the microphone. Well, I would talk into the microphone. It's in front of me. So, I mean, I generally do talk into it.
1: Yeah. And you said we weren't recording, but we are.
0: Oh. Well, I was hoping that we were. Kind of. Kind of. Because well, I said "fablet," and I can I, when I do the. What
1: is "fablet"?
0: It's when you combine a phone and a tablet, and it sounds phablet. naughty, so I like the word. Oh,
1: I'm and sure you what do. What I'm saying
0: is that I can now tag this episode phablet as "fablet" in in our description.
1: Now, now, who would since?
0: I don't know who searches for "fablet."
1: <laughs> all
2: right, all
0: right, <laughs> all right. I was just tracking on that because um, I want it. I'm not saying we're gonna get new listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I will have secret joy at having hidden that Easter egg deep within the embed code of our of our playing this week. okay, that's 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 all right then. Mm-hmm. Now that everyone is thoroughly disturbed, I know right. Well, we were talking about choices of phones and tech. I mean, that is what's not nerdy about that? You know I mean, I mean, don't buy a Windows phone, guys. Do buy a Windows phone. Don't buy a Windows phone. I'm always conflicted, but really don't buy one. You know? It's it's a freaking hipster thing because speaking, it's like 2% of people have one.
1: Speaking of tech, E3 was last week. hmm I didn't give a shit about
0: anything. I actually really enjoyed the Nintendo stuff, and they didn't even have a press conference. They did. Well, they didn't have a proper press conference because Iwata was in, I think he was in the hospital.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah I, I think he
0: wasn't able to travel or something. But they had this great, they had Robot Chicken. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. Robot Chicken did the the intro for oh, them, their press yeah, thing. I didn't know. So that. like it was, it was they had a robot chicken Reggie, and they were making all these references. Like there's a nerd in the front row, and he's like, "Bring us Mother 3! and then he shoots him with eye lasers. Oh, nice. And then another segment's like, "Talk about Star Fox," and it's I think it's being voiced by the nerdist. Huh. And it's really funny. And then um, when he says "Talk about Star Fox," he still has the, um, he's got uh, uh, got the flame power for Mario, and he catches the guy on fire. Nice. They they introduced a new IP called Splatoon, which looks like funny. It's a Nintendo's take on a first person shooter, huh. so it has to be adorable. <laughs> and so, what you All play right. is a squid, and you have this really bright colored inks that you shoot. And like, if you you can, it's the idea is to take over the territory, cover it in your own color ink. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um, it's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. It's a new property. I mean, new fluid dynamics and things that I've never seen before. Amazingly colorful. Um, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah. Kind of like a sequel in a way to Copy to yeah, Civic Yarn, yeah. only like with good graphics. <laughs> So, like, they mentioned the fact, like, what was before just, like, a single string is now, like, multi-layers. And it just is gorgeous. Like, they're hmm. doing things that make me actually excited for the Wii U. I knew that it would happen eventually. I mean, it's a $20 billion company. They can only screw up for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but Nintendo, for me this year, like, there was such, like, lightheartedness and joy. Like, I feel like they knew who they were. Yeah. And they didn't, I, don't, I didn't hear about this thing. Like, they're releasing a new console, but not for America. It's for China has has loosened up their laws because you you've seen the bootleg Chinese consoles yeah that look like PS3s but have like LCD displays from the (laughs) 1970s yeah like you have to put a literally have to put a plastic overlay over the screen to make the gameplay. There's there's a great YouTube channel that describes like some of these things like the Joy Station or things like that or the Play Fun. Hmm. That's a legitimate thing.
2: Huh.
0: All right then. So like, sunny. With a U, <laughs> so like it's hard for you to have. Normally, you're not allowed to have really a console in, in China because of their their laws. I mean, in terms of importing and because of the internet connectivity and things like that. There's still game. There's still Chinese gamers, obviously, but mostly PC. Huh. So like a lot of the and, and on indigenous consoles that we will never have heard of. Yeah, but yeah, it's harder to import stuff. So they're making legitimately a Chinese console wow. An Indian console. So it's for developing markets. China and India happen to have more gamers than the rest of the world. So maybe a smart thing to have done. I don't yeah. know, but I didn't really hear much about that at E3. No big, like, new console <coughs> announcements or anything. No, all those happened last year. Yeah. Um. I
1: watched I watched uh, Sony's press conference. I watched it live. Live tweeted. Live tweeted. Uh, yeah, I live tweeted the press conference.
0: I, I, I was amused because it was a thing that I think I would have thought of, and you did it, and I wanted to see how it was executed, and it was executed well. Good. But then you were nervous about it. And you're like, nobody talk to me. I feel really insecure right now, guys.
1: Well, I was just trying to engage some conversation, and then Chris
0: Crowley was just Look, being He feels a real dick. confident about that, David. Yeah, he's being a <laughs> dick. Uh, I thought about live-tweeting, like, the Nintendo live stream, because I didn't have have a plan to do it, but I woke up, and I'm like, oh, my laptop's right here. You totally should have. I thought about doing it, but I was, like, 15 minutes in when I woke up.
1: Oh, that's fine. You could have done it.
0: I'm like, yeah, I don't know.
1: None of us care about Xbox.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I do. I mean, I liked liked it last generation. It was my pick until near the end of the, the cycle. Yes. Hit the... Maybe we should hit the space Yeah, bar I'm going to hit point. the space
1: bar, and then we can come back and talk about this a bit more because the cat's trying to get down here.
0: The cat's out of the bag, David.
1: Hi, this is joel hodson i'm the creator of mystery science theater 3000 you're listening to
0: kind of epic show hey gabe and we're
1: back yes we are
0: yeah i was hoping we'd seen the gamma song after that yeah I don't know all the lyrics. I just know the Gamera is really neat. Gamera is made of meat. We love Gamera. That's basically it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the majority of it. You're good. The one that I watched was, wasn't was that one, though. No. like there's uh, more than one Gamera. There's like five. It was Gamera versus I wanted to watch the one that looked like the Kaiju because I'd uh, never seen it.
1: There's like five of those original Gamera films.
0: They do a lot of Ginzu knife jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can appreciate a good Ginzu knife.
1: Uh, speaking of Ginzu knife, uh, the Shredder? Oh, God. Jesus.
0: I feel like he's just been yeah. prepared for an infomercial. Like,
1: I, I, It's funny you say that, too, because look at this text message I sent the guys earlier. Because I was discussing i going to get
0: on your ass if you have text interference because of I that. can't hear
1: it. It's I think really... it's your phone. Um, here. Here it was. I, I texted that to, to him. I was like... uh. He slices, he dices, and he comes with a set of 29s that he can use all at once for your price of nineteen dollars Don't See, wait
0: and order now. Yeah, if people don't know what we're talking about. They had a set photo released. Well, not even a set no, photo. No, it's a still. It's, it's an official still. It's an official still of the two CG characters, um, which I don't get how that works. I should have asked Clay that, but he actually takes real stills. Right. <laughs> so I guess he well, it's a know. screen cap. Screen it, cap, it, it yeah. was, it's a, So neither of them. Neither of them is coming out good in this picture. It's the, T- the TMNT film by Michael Bay. You know,
1: he produces it. That's hate... enough of a tank, No, buddy. it's not. Because, okay, I like a lot of Michael Bay movies. I'll stick up for them.
0: I'll stick up for them. Do you say, like, First Class was produced by Brian Singer, right? Yeah. Does it, like, people... It's a Matthew people, Vaughn film. People, yeah, say a Matthew Vaughn film, but I still hear people say, like, a Singer film because it's, like, an overall property. So like do you think speaking of which do you think it's like in the Transformers universe? Like could they produce this? that much cheese? This? <laughs> it looks like it is. Because of the, the like all the jagged edges and like putting stuff where it doesn't belong. Like five fingered swords. Well the the way that me and Andrew apparently both responding was the same, which is it's Edward Shredder hands.
1: Yeah. Well he was like, um Hold on. Maybe that's what happened to Edward Scissors when he drank or after he drank the ooze. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Uh, it's like the super soldier serum for Cap. It just Freddy Krueger on
1: steroids. Um, Or did Fox give them the okay to use the Silver Samurai? Ooh, (laughs) ooh, ooh! Now, David's David's thoughts on this. How the fuck does anyone
0: even fight in that pile of bullshit? Well, he's he's weirdly cast, and he was already my least favorite thing about the movie.
1: Andrew's original comment was Rob Liefeld question mark which comic book fans will get that if see
0: the picture I'll post the picture to our Facebook isn't he the one who just weird adds a lot of pockets and yeah he's not good with anatomy like women he cannot draw women or Captain America but somehow they let him draw Wonder Woman yeah it's ridiculous. God bless Gail Simone for... <laughs> I, she like, she refuses to say bad things like about anyone.
1: It, you know, <laughs> I think in this picture, I, I think what's going on in here, I think Splinter is just as confused as we are.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't even come off looking like a spring rose. He kind of looks hunched over and... No, he has a like sword. A, look. He has a sword? Yeah,
1: you can see the tip of his sword.
0: If that's the tip of his sword and he's in a kata stance, then that's a ridiculously sized sword.
1: Right, We'll find out. Uh, hey, if that's a uh, ridiculously sized sword, I think it's the most ridiculous or at least res- ridiculous, ridiculous thing, thing about that, this yeah. picture.
0: He's got this giant berserk or bastard sword, and he's just like, "Ugh." Oh. You see, this is why maybe having a cultural consultant on the would actually help things a little. Well, Kevin so, like, was things- on the set apparently. I, yeah, he may be on the set, but like he can't say no to anything. Like, I know he gets right? that executive producer credit. That's got to be hell. <laughs> it's got to be like literally like like you're sitting there and you're just like, so I'm getting paid, whatever I'm getting paid to sit here right. and just watch everything be killed. And well, and part of my contract is I have to pretend like I like this BS. Well,
1: uh, you know, this is the first image of the movie that I've seen that I'm not thrilled about like i've really liked everything else that's been a lot of people
0: don't like the the turtles though
1: i really like the turtles i think it makes sense and i think they're
0: unique i like them people think that they look like giant mutant babies what that is a thing
1: all right they have
0: giant mutant baby faces which why isn't that a thing i mean that should be the ripoff the ripoff of TMNT, like when when they're doing an Atlantic Rim yeah. spinoff for sci-fi, it should be giant mutant <laughs> baby faces.
1: <laughs> oh, I, this photo just bugs me. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it being a produced by work Michael in Bay. progress. It's being produced by Michael Bay. He's done stuff that I have enjoyed. He's directed things that I've enjoyed.
0: I just I'm of the Optimus like Prime. Bay? I'm of the optimist. Well look, here's the thing. I don't not not like Michael Bay. Do you not just not like his Transformer movies. I just think that the guy somebody needs to sit down with him and just be like, "You know what you are because you have a sense of oh, humor." Oh, he
1: knows what he is. He has a great sense of and humor. And it makes When we
0: were a at Current, we made fun ton of, of money. We made fun of him in a cartoon. He created a Current account, a real account. And I know this because I was the moderator. Yeah. And so, yes, he created a real account to come on to there and say how much he liked it. Yeah, because... He, and then he also made jokes about popcorn movies. He knows... Yeah,
1: exactly. We all go to a Michael Bay movie knowing what we're getting. I'll be there opening night for the next Transformers.
0: It's Optimus Prime riding Grimlock. Well, yeah. Optimus Prime riding a robot dinosaur. Your argument is invalid. I saw that <laughs> all over the internet. It was my thoughts exactly when it aired. I'm like, I'm not... Going to love this film. I'm not maybe even going to like this film. I'm going to see this film, but like here's the did, thing. Did, I just don't. I, mean, like I just feel fir- like. Did you like the oh, first? Oh, he's so infuriated. Did you like the first Transformers? No. 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 Really? I like. I like so much. I like the first scene, where it's just a giant robot, and it's dealing out unbelievable amounts of carnage. And I think it's amazing. I saw it in the IMAX like 10, 15 freaking times. I scheduled my shift around it, essentially. (laughs) So I could go in and pretend to fake clean during the film. Like, I love that segment. I hate everything with the humans, pretty much. Like, Sam Witwicky. It's funny. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Is not I mean we may have met the guy. He's a nice guy, yeah. but he's crazy the worst now. thing. I mean, crazy, crazy now, man. but yeah, he's like the worst thing about those movies. Yeah, there's a little bit of humor there. Maybe yeah. that's needed. If they, if they had 70 percent less humans, I would like the show. If they had less giant robot nuts in the second film, if they had less bee boxing robots in the second film, I think that I would like it a lot. I just there's so much. I just teach the guy a little bit of restraint. Like we know what you are, but go direct Sharknado. <laughs> like don't don't direct things that I like anymore, please. Well, he again, he's not directing turtles. Don't produce things that I like.
1: He did. Did you watch uh, the remake of Friday the Thirteenth? No. He produced it. I I really liked it. I was I concerned. Was really I good. wanted to
0: see it, but I was still you're con- concerned. You're
1: concerned because he's touching a Friday the Thirteenth. No no, 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 no. Actually,
0: actually considering, honestly, considering, <laughs> like, I'm amazed that like. I'm amazed that he didn't do Jason 10 or Jason X (laughs) or
1: Freddy versus Jason. Uh, That
2: wasn't terrible. No, no,
1: no, it's not,
2: (laughs) it's not as bad as people say. No,
1: I like it, but I'm a fan of Robert England. So,
0: um, it was, you know what they should have, they should have a gif of like, uh, of the guy from Godzilla who says, Let them fight. Right. Ken Watanabe should be in the middle and it should be Freddie Jason <laughs> and then Ken comes on and just says, Looks at them both and says, Let them fight.
1: <laughs> uh, hell, uh, if you want to question Michael Bay as a filmmaker, go and watch Pain and Gain. Go and watch Pain and Gain.
0: I don't want to watch that movie. It was
1: awesome. I, t- not, I don't know. Not what it is one is explosion. Me. Not one explosion. It did not look like a
0: funny thing that I would want to watch. Like, I have other... It's not necessarily funny. I don't. I've never... Because you drag this this argument. Because, like, we made fun of you at the panel, kind of. Because I was doing the live tweeting of the panel. Mm -hmm. You did the live tweeting of E3, and that's where I was happy you're doing live tweeting. Keep doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: And so when I live tweeted the panel, I made a joke, because I really just wanted to have the hashtag giant robot nuts. Yeah. Because I think that's funny and disgusting. Transformers 2, there's all kinds of things wrong with Transformers 2 there are you have this thing where you just like you wanted to to call it art and like I don't know why we got on that
1: well it,
0: it, I just feel like you, well, it's weird that you don't understand why people have problems with Michael Bay
1: I I, I can understand why certain people don't like Michael Bay but you don't
0: like this image for instance and you're like rushing to Michael Bay's defense cause because he's,
1: it, it, he's not pro- the one making the movie
0: producers have a certain executive authority yeah
1: but It's from the guy who directed Wrath of the Titans.
0: Okay, let's get on that. (laughs) So these guys, I'm just saying, both of these guys should be directing Sharknado 2 and not this (laughs) film. I'm not saying that it's the next It's not the next uh, Lawrence of Arabia. But come on. Really? (laughs) (sighs) It's better than the first draft where they were giant turtles from space. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're, they're and they teenage were ancient giant turtles. turtles
0: from space. They are
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So at least we have that.
0: Yeah. I feel like we have talked well enough about these things. Yes. Um. So moving on. So we talked a little bit about E3. Yeah. And part of what we want to do today is get some... We're, we're going to do a couple of weeks of multiple episodes, it looks like, again. Possibly. Maybe,
1: maybe not necessarily multiple episodes. My phone case break, it did.
0: Oh... You just broke your shell, David. While mm-hmm. you were talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, you broke your shell. It's cell. fine.
1: It's just, just a little piece. Look, and look at me. I have a turtle cell phone case and headphones. Hey. honestly, look at this.
0: Look do you, at this. And do you want Michael Bay like within the TMNT with a twenty-foot pole? Like no, I mean, because
1: I don't hate him. I have nothing against the guy. He's made one pretty bad movie
0: i just want to find out who is responsible for like those few good scenes that i like and i want to hire that guy it's him I, that's what I mean. I want to get in the guy's head and just be like, I want to meet the guy that thought this would be fun, and then I want to delete the rest of him. <laughs> <laughs> just This is just a man who could do with a better editor. Hell, he's on the Criterion Collection for Crying Out Loud. Why is he on the Criterion Collection? The Armageddon's
1: in the Criterion Collection. Why?
0: Why not? Because of Bruce Willis's tears? Maybe. Wow. Did you not know that? So we're gonna title the episode "Michael Bay's in the Criterion Collection."
1: No, we're, no, we're not.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You, you shouldn't have given me the password. I'm gonna edit it once you do it. Why? <laughs> no, we'll focus
1: on our guests in the we'll title focus of on the our episode. Our guests in the
0: title of the episode. Well, we've been talking way too much for this. No, to, we
1: haven't. Oh well.
0: What's our time commitment? What's our timing?
1: Right now we're at 18 minutes. I feel this is pretty solid for an intro. This before is, we this get multiple
0: it well. intros about none of the things that we're actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I feel, I don't know.
0: I don't know. We got a good vibe tonight. We're a little bit um, out of sorts because it's been a, a couple of weeks. We, I know. Uh, we did PopCon. Um, we did some recordings afterward. Um, people's schedules haven't been quite no, as No, well. they haven't. It. Have it's annoying. Well, my schedule's fine, but nobody else's.
1: I know, right? Like, we're good. But I like having more than two people on sometimes. Yeah. Especially when there's been, like, especially since last year, our our PlayStation press conference coverage blew up. That was an awesome episode. That's a
0: good episode. I don't think it got a lot of... Yeah, it did. Did it? Yeah, oh yeah, it did. That was fun. Just just, just invite Matt on right? every week. Because Matt's don't, amazing. I don't know why that's not a thing. Because he has a child. A life? Child.
1: Wife and child. Mm-hmm. Makes it hard
0: to get not, away. Yeah, I was saying yeah. a life.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: not that we don't have lives. Yeah, well, we have exemplary yes, lives. So. Yes.
1: Um... Anyways, who's our who's our first guest since we were talking about E3? Well,
0: we were talking about E3, and we were going to do like a four-second segue, but then we yeah. decided to talk about the things that we really disliked. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: there's actually another thing I wanted to talk about here. Let me pull it up right quick. But in the meantime, I'll talk about how uh, at E3... Nothing is coming out this year that I really want.
0: Well, even Nintendo's press conference that I just talked about adoringly, it was all pretty much... Well, they showed a lot of games that were coming out this year, but for the eShop. Yeah. And they looked great. Um, I was really impressed with the graphics on some of the eShop titles. I recently downloaded a kaiju game, um, which is quite fun, by um, Level 5, and it's called... Or it might be Atlas, but uh, it's called Attack of the Friday Monsters, and it's adorable. Hmm. it's a, it's like, it's set in the 70s in Tokyo and you just walk around and you try and, like, as a little kid, you try and, like, your favorite thing is this kaiju fighting show and kaijus are real and the monsters come on Friday and I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's just this really mellow fun, giant monster mystery. Huh. I like it. So I like eShop titles, but I could have done with sewing some real, like, reason to buy a oh, Wii U you, yeah. other than Luigi's oh, eyes.
1: And Super Smash Brothers is coming out this year. Later. Yeah. Late. Um. But even with like the PlayStation press conference, okay, they they showed, they announced Little Big Planet three. Okay, super excited. I love the first two. Which by next way, year?
0: Little Big Planet. Great. Yeah. Nintendo threw down the gauntlet. Oh really? Nintendo has done what everybody really wants Little Big Planet to be. Uh, okay, what does everybody want Little Big Planet to be? Because anything in the world. Well, they want it to be anything in the world, but they have also used it to remake Mario levels. Oh. So they just did the basic the basic thing that they should have done 10 years ago, which is they created a Mario level editor.
1: Oh, that, that is nice. They,
0: it's kind of amazing. It really is just like, you know, say, like, success of Big Planet, or a Little Big Planet. They're like, hey, we've got Mario, yeah. which, no, no offense to Sockboy, Sockboy is amazing. Sackboy. 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 Boy. Is, sack 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 is Sockboy a different thing? I no I hope idea. he's not a real thing. Let's not no Google. I
1: yeah, that's, that
0: sounds dirty. Well, sack boy sounds dirtier than sock
1: boy. I'm just saying. <laughs> sack boy. And he now has friends, and they have different sex now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that the entire on, sentence. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> moving yeah. on
0: uh, you you that, know you can edit it, right,
2: David?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> you can no, remove. No, because that doesn't sound bad. That's, that's funny. But are uh, a bad out,
0: person. You should feel bad.
1: No. Uh, they showed... Of
0: course, uh, Arkham Knight, which looks amazing, coming out next year. Why don't they just call that Batmobile fighting game? <laughs> I don't really care about anything else in that game other than that kick-ass Batmobile that they turn into and, a real thing.
1: And all of those games have been amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they didn't have this Batmobile, and no, I want it. No, It's a real thing.
1: Um, and then, of course, uh, Far Cry was neat. Far Cry 4 was yeah, awesome. Yeah,
0: but they've been talking about it for years, yeah. so it was hardly like a, um, a revelation.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it has four in the name. Yeah. Do you see anything original?
1: Original? As in original new titles? The Order uh,
0: 1886. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm excited about that. It looks
1: gorgeous. So this trailer that they showed made it kind of look more uh, Resident Evil-esque than what the previous trailers have. Were you in a mansion? No, but it looked like I saw a zombie dog. Was there bad voice acting? No. Uh, but it definitely seemed more Resident Evil-esque, more horror-esque than what some of the other
0: trailers have. Well, I mean, it is a survival horror. Yeah. What they, I don't know, it reminded me of, um, the Reckoning games. Yeah. Remember those Hunter, the Hunter, the Reckoning Mm -hmm. games? Loved those.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll have a great story. Uh, other trailers haven't played up the horror this, as much as this one did, which it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm assuming it'll have different, like, modes and different, Mm. and whatnot, but, um, uh, Uncharted Four looked gorgeous. Of course, it was just a cinematic. No, uh, no gameplay, obviously. But uh, interesting title of Thief's End, which it'll be sad to see Nathan Drake go. But I can understand why. Um, what else? Of course, during the Xbox. Press conference. They showed the next Tomb Raider, which looks awesome. Yeah, I did. I
0: haven't seen the that yet.
1: Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, but Assassin's Creed Unity also looks really cool. Does it? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of the Assassin's Creed series, though. Hell, currently playing Watch Dogs.
0: Well, I mean, it looks amazing. Yeah. But I mean, there were some. They got called on their BS about their because it's it's giving you a lot of options like customization or yeah. whatever. And they were just like, it's like it's it's like a lot of Assassins the same thing, like still no women, and it's just like...
1: What are you talking about? There's an entire game devoted to There's an to entire
0: it. game with a, with a female assassin. There's no female assassin in, in this, even though they expanded the roster. There's a lot of assassins in, yeah. in Assassin's Creed Unity. And then they said, well, it would take us months, if not years, to animate a woman. And then, then a Ubisoft... An actual Ubisoft animator called them out on their bullshit. He did Assassin's Creed 2 and like Mass Effect 2, and he was like, it took me three days <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> it's like here are the things. Yeah, we're done. Like, and he talked about the act, and he's talked about what made the Assassin's Creed Unity engine unique and why it would be easy as fuck. He's like voice acting assets, things like this. Yes, that will take time.
1: Well, you're calling him mm-hmm. out, but
0: he called them out. Okay. and he was a Ubisoft employee.
1: But yeah, okay, they had. An entire... Well, no, they
0: literally because well, they were asked about it and then they they gave some BS explanations as to why well, there would be no women. I don't I don't get why that's a, a... Well, no, they just—they did, didn't just say. They didn't just say like, "Well, because we don't wanna." They gave like a BS technical yeah, reason.
1: Yeah, but now let me talk. This is coming from the studio who had an entire game devoted to a female assassin, who then had her own stuff on Assassin's Creed 4 as well, mm-hmm. and they had DLC content where you play as a black free-slaved assassin. So I, I can't really say that Ubisoft is being sexist well, no, in no. any means. Why is,
0: why is the black say, well lady, just because
1: they're, they they are
0: diverse they Well, no, it, it was created by Jade Raymond the the whole series and uh, it is one of the tools that she wanted to to showcase that it could be I mean that a protagonist of color could be appreciated and I think the Assassin's Creed franchise is amazing. The um they were just getting I mean they just somebody had asked a question innocently enough and they gave a BS answer and the internet was not happy with it because it was it was something that reflected about women in the gaming community generally because not necessarily even about Ubisoft, which has obviously with things like, forgive, forgive me if it's, if I'm wrong, like Tomb Raider is Ubisoft as well, right? Isn't it? It isn't. Eidos? I don't remember who does Tomb Raider now. No, Square. Square? Square Enix. I don't remember if they originated. I don't remember about the Tomb Raider origins. I'm sorry. So I'm showing my lack of... Because well, I, 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 I haven't played I the franchise in such a long time.
1: Yeah, I don't. I haven't played those originals in a long time. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, nothing super impressive, it, and it all comes out next year.
0: Yeah. I will buy a Wii U next year when I have a paycheck. I'm You're sure the right? price drop will be coming as well. Yeah, so probably like $200. dollars uh, i give me some mean mugging Luigi, <laughs> and then uh, I'll go. I'll, I'll have fun.
1: Um, but other news that I wanted to talk about was, uh, real quick, uh, it was evidently, it was rumored that, uh, well, leaked rumored that a leaked uh release schedule of DC's films. I the rumor I'm telling Warner, you these Warner Brothers has not denied it, which is a little surprising thing. If it was false, they probably would have denied it, they're but they probably haven't.
0: not denying it because it's good press for them to make people think that there even is a Wonder Woman movie in development. But
1: evident of course Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice and Justice League are in production.
0: What they've said is that Metal Men and the other film well, this year
1: this here it doesn't even list Metal man. They said
0: that those two were in... I read the article from the person who leaked it. She said those a, two were in negotiations, but not in the list, and this is probably dropped.
1: Shazam. Them. Shazam's in, evidently in development. She Sand also says Van. that
0: Rock, the Rock, might be Shazam. Uh,
1: well, he's been rumored to be involved with the project for a couple of iterations of it now, so yeah. that wouldn't be surprising. I could see him more as Black Adam and or Shazam. He could play both. Um Sandman, which we already knew about. Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing Sandman. Are they implying
0: it's like connected universe?
1: No, it's just the Warner Brothers DC slate. Okay. Wonder Woman. In 2017. uh, A Flash Green Lantern team-up movie.
0: I can't remember which was first. So Dawn of Justice
1: 2015. Yeah, Justice League in 2016. Justice
0: League 2016. But they're
1: doing like three films a year.
0: Yeah, and so then after 2016 it's... Upping
1: the slate for Marvels too, which I find interesting. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: they've been rumored but then we kind of don't really think that they've got a good enough track record to yeah. be pumping out movies every year. I think the one of the DC executives when interviewed said their idea was to promote different iterations of the same characters. Yeah. Cuz it's like the Lego, I mean like heck we have Batman and Wonder Woman in the Lego movie. Yeah. Like we have a young Batman on Gotham where he's not the central character. Yeah. We have no interaction between that and Arrow. We have no interaction between Constantine and that. It makes me the thing that I'd be interested that we know of. That, I don't think that there will be. I think what, what could be interesting for me is if they used it as a backdoor pilot for, um, for like, they're saying, like, the Justice League would have um, maybe Stephen Amell and, and Grant Gustin's Flash in it. Yeah. That would be good.
1: That would be good, would especially be if good. it's his Flash and the Green Lantern uh, team-up film. Yeah. Um, also, a, a direct sequel
0: to Superman. Yeah, with well, um, this 2018. Yeah,
1: 2018 for so that. So five years and after the original. And they also added a solo Batman film for 2019.
0: Well, I mean, there was rumors of up to three yeah. solo Batmans and possibly a Nightwing.
1: So, and evidently, the working title said to be The
0: Batman. Do you think that we'll get, I mean, considering the amount of cameos, do you think we will have a Dick Grayson And
1: Maybe. We, we might because, hell, evidently Jason Momoa was just cast as Aquaman, which is awesome. I think if anybody's going to pull off Aquaman, it's Jason Momoa. <laughs> I thought
0: Matthew McConaughey. I said that.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, you he did.
0: Um, anyways, that's... Jason Momoa's got a little bit less blonde hair.
1: That's about all I have I, for, for I, news and stuff my, like that. When,
0: my friends, when they when I told them the news, forgive my strange Southern accent, which is like a combination of Mr. Rogers and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Sounds do, more like Mr. Rogers because I can't do either of them. properly. All right, all right, all right. So uh, when I told them that, they said, so um, I showed them a picture of Jason Momoa, and he said, so that guy's going to be wearing uh, green tights and is going to be shirtless for an entire film? And I said, most likely. <laughs> most she likely. Said, she said, where, where the hell do I buy tickets?
3: <laughs>
0: <It's>, <laughs> exactly. And so I'm thinking that this will be good news for DC. You know, they might actually have a hit.
1: Too bad his Cone in the Barbarian didn't open after he... he Got Aquaman, famous, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, Game of Thrones, yeah. That's about it.
1: Yeah. He's at Indiana Comic Con next year. Woo. Yeah. Woo. But now, I mean, hell, he's on Kimmel last night.
0: Why? Oh, yeah, for his new film. For his new film. I can't remember the title, but it's so damn good. I've been following the production for. For he produced himself, directed it, directed, it, directed stars it, in stars it, stars in it. It's not as egocentric as you think it is. No. It's a really important. It, it it's a good story. seven friends. Good story. West studio is in it. Yeah, his wife's um, in it. West Judy is awesome. We almost had him on the show several times. Oh, man. I, I want the guy from the highest grossing film of all time, I mean, even if we don't like that film.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't like Avatar here.
0: We, we so. don't hate it. Oh, I, I, so. I saw it like three times.
1: I saw it twice,
0: and it yeah, wasn't my well, choice. I feel like the you, first can say time you saw it twice, and then I saw it three times, and like to say that we hate it. No. We're part th- of the problem. The, yeah.
1: first, <laughs> the first time I watched it was by choice. Second time, I had promised I to take my family. nephew. I took family. And I took my nephew to see it the second time after I was just like, oh, I don't want to
0: watch this again. <laughs> Fortunately, it was not the last film I saw with my grandpa. That no, was that Sherlock, the second Sherlock Holmes? No. Or no, was it the first Sherlock Holmes that was out when I ran It should have been the second remember. one. It the second one. Yeah. Maybe.
1: About that time. It was the first one. Or first it was one the first one was in 2008. One. This is the second one.
0: Maybe. I don't know. It was one of them.
1: Um, But yeah, that's about all I have for news. Oh! oh! Yeah, I talked to you about this before we started recording. They're doing a live-action Scooby-Doo reboot. No. What about the bad timing on this, too? Two days after Casey, Casey Kasem?
0: Don't. No, I just and, don't even want to talk about like, it. I was like, stop making me talk about unpleasant things. That's I think that was why I gave you so much hostility about the Michael Bay stuff, because I didn't want to see that image of the fucking <laughs> awful Shredder and to hear about the Scooby-Doo reboot.
1: Well, I like. I actually like the them. or two, not, I, mean, I like the two uh, sco- live action Scooby Doo
0: films. I like it for the guy who plays Shaggy,
1: who's now the voice of Shaggy in the cartoons. Yeah. He's taken over from Casey Kasem. For fun fact, you know, do you know a a that while, the, vo- the guy now. who plays
0: the voice of Shaggy, or I mean the voice of Scooby, and yeah, it's he, Frank Welker, he is uh, he and Samuel L. Jackson are in a two way race for. Actor with most, most roles? gross. No, no, oh. with most gross. Oh wow! The two of them. It's a two-way race between the two of them because he's in like 500 films. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> he's in a ridiculous number of films as a voice actor. Yeah. And that's so crazy. His, his it's those two actors are the ones that keep switching for highest grossing actor of all time.
1: Wow! I did not know that.
0: It's in like ten. It's up It's ridiculous. Like it might be up like ten billion dollars. Huh? Because think about it. Sam Jackson is in the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, the three Star Wars prequels, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah, I mean, just keep going on and on. I think you can drop a dime and hit a Sam Jackson movie. Yeah. Huh.
0: So yeah, like those two highest-grossing actors in Hollywood, no one would ever know Frank Welker on the street. Yeah, exactly.
1: Huh. Neat. That's cool yeah anyways let's speaking of
0: voice actors see i had an actual segue david not a (laughs) i I was covering news because we haven't talked to anybody we haven't talked to anybody in weeks we were getting it out
1: yeah so yeah.
0: (laughs) no i was just trying to i was trying to do like a a little flip on the nose there i know but yeah we yeah we had an actual segue so we have a voice actress on the show um miss elspeth eastman I was attempting to Google her, but the internet is not very good. I can't remember what she was in. I'm not doing a very good intro.
1: Uh, Yeah, but you give me shit for...
0: Well, I wanted to give you the maximum shit possible because I also knew what was coming in that I could did not remember well, everything. she was, was a in. charming
1: young young lady that we met at she's Indie PopCon. In or, or Indie Comic.
0: Yeah, Indie PopCon. She's in, she's in a couple of very good games where she plays a Russian commander. She does this amazing Russian commander voice. That w- Will we hear it? We will hear Russian okay. commander voice. We'll also hear her like little girl voice she does. Okay. I cannot do a little girl voice, so I'm doing my I, approximation. I can make you.
1: I can change it on here, make you do you, a little girl that voice. I
0: would be so disturbed by hearing my voice as a little girl. <laughs> Don't do this. All right, I well. beg you. Well,
1: uh, I'm going to go to uh, her interview now, if you don't mind. I do mind,
0: David. You do? Press space bar. All
1: right.
4: Yeah, go for it.
2: I Yeah. No No the fact that he's, like,
4: been behind me. He's been right behind me the entire time. No, actually, we, uh, no relation. But I've gotten um a couple times. Well, are you Kevin Eastman's wife? And you know what? From now on, I'm just going to start going with it. It's going to be like, yes.
2: You're business Why
4: not? I don't know. I just have an Eastman's wife, as well as voice actress. That
2: will be a good start. I'm a wife. I'm well, a wife. I have, I have experience. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to me the wife, you, this is a, I have experience. An I'm an Eastman's wife. I live in the creative ninja <person. laughs> Yeah. So um, but, oh, in all seriousness, so you are a professional voice actor. And you have going to a couple of it. You're trying to watch me with the new Plus, is, it, is, it different, um, is it a different world video games than it is
4: for any of the other Um, You know what? It is because with video games there's a little bit more um, of being dynamic involved with the script. You'll have a director who wants you to do several takes of uh, one specific line because depending on your character, depending on the mood of your character, that can change at any moment during a game. Um, so really, uh, most of it is a lot of effort noises, you know, getting punched in the gut or recoil from the gun or something like that, um, but um, all, all, all said and done, I don't think it's much different than animation. Um, while animation is very static, a little bit linear, you know, games can be linear, so you do have to kind of get into character uh, pretty often, um, really know the scripts, really know the characters is probably the best thing. So. Um, But I've been involved with uh, a game called Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is coming out later this year. It's an indie game. Uh, Really cool rhythm roguelike. And uh, you can use a DDR pad to play it as well, which is super cool. Um, I was a female character in a game called Guns of Icarus Online, um, which is a uh, massive multiplayer. You basically are on a steampunk airship, and you're trying to destroy other airships as well. Um, and I also sang in a couple themes on uh, the latest Killer Instinct installment on the <laughs> Xbox One. I sang for uh,
2: as well as Morgan. So I hear that the big giant Xbox, the guy called it also called it the Xbox One
4: Right, right, and that's what makes it confusing. It's like, wait, is it the Xbox One or is it the third one, third of one, a second one? I don't know. <laughs>
2: Seriously. Uh, yeah, Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No,
4: you know, not necessarily. I've always uh, enjoyed voices, but I've never pursued the career. Um, I just kind of fell into it. One of my friends was like, hey, I need to see if you can do um, a little little girl voice. So something that was kind of up here, you know, just like a really high-pitched kind of childish voice. And I was like, yeah, I can try and do that and see what I, you know, see what I can whip up. And he was like, wow, oh, you're actually not too bad. We'd like to, you know, have you on board for this kind of thing. And then word of mouth just spread, and I made a demo reel. I started doing YouTube videos, and, um, you know, next thing I knew, I was just kind of doing uh, voice full-time. So, you know, when I'm leaving here, I actually have another recording session that I have to do, which I've put off, like, all weekend. You know because I've been doing popcorn, but but it's been a great, uh, great weekend, and um, a lot of people have been listening to my demo, which I also have playing on my computer, and they're just like, Wow, is this all you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all me, yeah. so it's fun. Uh,
2: this leads to the next question: How I
4: of the voice actors get quite a lot, you know, not actually, no, because <laughs> my it's like, Mental Alice is
2: a side it's going <laughs> Voice actors are not mentally ill. They're not. They're really
4: only a little bit. Only a little bit. Only the good ones. (laughs) Only the good ones. But uh, yeah, it's I I I really just don't change my voice too often when I'm talking with people unless they ask me to do a specific voice because I I do get it a lot. You know, there's like do an impression, do a voice impression.
2: What's your best Gandalf? Let's see.
4: My best. Oh gosh, I'm not. I'm not (laughs) a crazy eighty-year-old wizard who smokes crazy things.
2: See, you lack range now. Thank I'm going to, to be fun. What if people disagree with you? What do so you think would be a good thing to show you? Because again, this is an entirely audio medium. So, uh, if we, the last thing to want to respond to is one, two, so to begin in the interview. If you'd like, we'll do a couple of different things here. Sure. And so we'll see, um, Um I and you're listening to kind of epic. show. Okay.
4: So let's try uh, Russian Commander, which is something that I've played three or four times by now. I don't know why people like Russian accent. Um because
2: we it's because
4: it what is in it books. Yeah. It's a
2: bad guy voice, it's a bad guy voice. I so, um, never have never had a Russian come up to you and say, I'm about to do a nice thing for you. <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> it's also. never happened, it probably won't.
4: Um, okay, so do I just kind of roll with it now? Right. I don't mind making fun of <laughs>
2: Russians. We don't, we don't
4: exist anymore.
2: So, you get
4: All right. Um, hi, I'm Elspeth Isman, and you're listening to Kind of Epic Show. And so, that's that's my basic rush, but I'd like to get, you know, I get a little closer to the mic because um, my voice is kind of worn out from talking to people all weekend. But uh, there's that, and then uh, well, another one is um, the child voice, which ends up, you know, sounding like. I'm Elspeth Eastman, and you're listening to Kind of Epic Shell. <laughs> <laughs> good Thank
2: you. the That's it. awesome. That's
4: awesome. <laughs> well,
2: thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank anything you. Else the world, else the world, you can find sure. You can find um, to nature, on you
4: Okay. Um, Well, you can definitely find me on YouTube. Um, I have a channel called Rated E with Elspeth, and you can also find me on Twitter, Elspeth Eastman. Um, If you just Google me, I think I might be the only Elspeth Eastman that comes up. So. Other than Kevin Eastman. Other than Kevin Eastman's (laughs) wife, because everybody knows I'm married to him. So, but yeah, super fun. Thank you so
2: much for your
4: time. Thank you, Gabriel. Really appreciate it. Rock on.
0: There was what six minute dick joke, and what in Silicon Valley? Okay, um, it was on io9, Kotaku, a couple of things. that like yeah. actually covered it. I know. I was just trying to get you to uh, say it while recording. Well, I mean, if you if you play that on a loop, if that's like the thing that will play when I call you from now on, I will be disturbed. Are,
1: are you going to watch Dominion? that starts tonight on the Sci-Fi Channel. I, thought I already
0: had started, and that I didn't care about it.
1: No, it starts tonight. I hated the movie. There was a
0: movie. It's based on the movie. It's
1: based off of the movie Legion.
0: It's based off of that movie. Yeah. Is that based off of something? I don't know. I I haven't seen Legion, and I like I like one of the actors in Legion. Well, I like two of the actors in Legion. Legion, awful. I haven't. I like Paul Bettany, and I like um I like the guy who plays the um (laughs) the main one of the main demons because he's freaking Doug Jones. Doug Jones. He's Abe Sapien. So why would I not like it? Yeah. Still haven't seen the film. The movie was. I hated it. It was such a disappointment. Nice premise. I like the actors in this again. I like Anthony Stewart Head, or what is his name? I didn't realize he was in it. Yeah, he's the main demon, (sighs) and then the other guy is the guy from Kings, which was my absolute freaking favorite show.
1: Speaking of Kings, Heroes is coming back, and so's Noah Bennett. Yeah,
0: I don't know how I feel. Really, I love Noah Bennett. I loved it, and I think that like the second, the first two, nah. Like I couldn't, I can't deal with how much I liked that character. Yeah. And then I just, I can't. Why? I really enjoyed that character, so I don't. I'm glad he's the first cast announcement for Heroes Reborn. I don't know what this is. Like I I don't know what they're doing. I don't want to see Save the Cheerleader, Save the World again. No. Well, hopefully it picks up in real time
1: after season four. I mean, I feel like
0: there are a lot more things you can do with HRG. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, the main thing that he showed was that you can be a badass without powers. Yeah which I feel like, thank God for the Marvel Universe showing that in yeah. in a good way, but like I feel like he was a good template for that in live action that I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. because Batman, they just pretend like Batman has superpowers a lot of the times, <laughs> which he doesn't like, they're pretty much just like, Batman's got superpowers, right? It's no. Like, no, no who, who, he's got a bionic leg right, or yeah. right, something yeah. Yeah. he should, he can, he can punch that guy through that uh, column, that's nice how he punched that column, right? <laughs> It's like, no, I mean, they just like, they overpower him for being a normal human when it's really, I I just feel like they do. Because it's, the whole point of him is that he's got the mind of a detective that's never played up. Yeah. It's always, I can punch stuff. I feel like that's the least useful asset that he has. Of all the things that Bruce Wayne can do. Punching things is not priority number one. No, it is his billions of dollars and his intellect. That's it. And just like ninja training. I don't. So I don't understand. Yeah, So like he can be he can be stealthy, smart, and give you billions of dollars. Right. Those are his powers. They're not real powers. Uh, even even Batgirl uh, uh, has eidetic memory.
1: There's a, uh, a a guy on Watchdogs named Bruce Wayne, and he's subscribed to a BDSM website, which I think is hilarious. I think
0: that's hilarious. The funniest thing on Watch Dogs was um, Aisha Tyler.
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: I think that's amazing. Does she live in Chicago? I don't know. I don't think she does.
1: Uh, I I have no idea. Um, There's all kinds of stuff in in that game that's amazing. ton of Assassin's Creed references everywhere you turn. It's awesome.
0: Oh, by the way, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, Me (laughs) and David were we're kind of in a riff while the interview was going on. So that's why he, he wanted to get that. As strange a transition as possible. Right. Context for that comment. We were talking about Silicon Valley and discussing that we need to do a whole season recap episode because that's our favorite new comedy, I think, officially.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. By far. It's great. Hopefully that's a longer season, actually.
0: I was so worried when I heard the first review for the episode, I mean, for the series. Yeah. um, Because it was on NPR. It wasn't a bad review. It was just like, it needs to take off. It needs to pick up steam because he'd only I seen the first really three liked, episodes I
1: really liked the first episode
0: I liked the first episode i like I never there wasn't an episode I disliked I liked all of them
1: yeah yeah i so i, agree. I just
0: i didn't understand the review once I saw it and yeah. but to be fair, he was comparing it to like other every hBO show wow. and he's like he's like it's at a different point in the it's a weird he thought it was a weird pairing with veep and Game of Thrones because he's like these are on their their height of their acclaim yeah you have the potential to disappoint people
1: yeah
0: why are you here? I,
1: I think it should have been after Veep and before John Oliver. I think that was because John Oliver sense.
0: is also on Sunday. It's yeah, weird because like, has Veep? When did Veep end its run? Because I same I, day
1: or no, the week after. The week, week after, after Silicon yeah.
0: Valley, and so then John Oliver premiered. No. When did John Oliver start? And then he was, was after. like eight
1: episodes in. He he came on at eleven.
0: So it was Game of Thrones at nine. Our so like comedies, that, yeah. and then that. Yeah. So his lead-in was a five-minute dick joke.
1: No, Veep was. Oh, his Veep lead was in. his lead-in. Yeah. Well, what's political, our lead political
0: political lead-in? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Hey, we can throw up our political interview.
1: What's uh? Well, okay. Is that our lead-in? Yes.
0: Okay. Kind of. All right. It's as good of a segue as I can get for what is going to be right, well, just a fun, introduce lovable local hero. Introduce him. So yeah, I Rupert uh, Bonham from Survivor was there. I kind of know him, and so I went over and talked to him, and he was just like, let's talk about, uh, yeah, let's just talk about Rupert's Kids. So we talked about Rupert's Kids for 10 minutes, and uh, the fundraiser that I helped him to put on a couple years back, was nice. He actually remembered, and so we had a nice chat about uh, development efforts here in Indianapolis. So you can go ahead and press the space bar. Oh, perfect! You should be picking it up. It's good. Picking it up really Very nicely. good. <laughs> we're gonna put these on just in case. But gosh, thank you so much for for your time. Uh, we're here at uh, Indie PopCon with Rupert Bottom, and he is uh, the entrepreneur and the uh, philanthropist who is behind Rupert's Kids. And like you said before that, for almost it was it 12 years. 12 he years is right. A kids hope. Right. And the focus of, of Rupert's Kids is is kind of unique in that it's. Um, to, to help people who are still kids, I mean, in every sense of the word, but have matriculated out of the system and right. don't don't have the support structure that should be there, because so much is geared towards um, towards uh, either like, heavily adult offenders or people who are uh, who are out there on the kids who are who are uh, like really in the juvenile age, and then these people are left with really no support structure and that's where you guys have come in and, and made a big impact here locally. Um, so can you just talk to me about the when and, and how you got started with this and why you chose this particular focus
5: other than um, obviously the fact that it's unique that there was that need there. Well you know years ago we uh, we saw the zero tolerance, the three strikes and you're out, the the no child left behind coming into our schools. that. Really, honestly, we're set up to try and help. But, you know, in the wrong ways, we're never going to be able to beat people into submission. It does not work. Our society, off and on, has tried for thousands of years. The just like the entitlements where I see them growing and turning more and more of our young people into people that just hold their hand out for a dollar looking for someone to put a dollar in their hand rather than pulling that hand back and figuring out how to earn that dollar and take care of themselves. Years ago, we said we were going to go up against the system and create the empowerment programs instead of the entitlement programs, be able to go and show when you have a young man or woman that is... Never worked a legal day in their life. Has no real education and no ability to make a legal dollar. Mm -hmm. And you let them out of the system with an electronic tracker on their leg that costs eighty-five dollars a week. And you have to have a phone that costs you another ten or twenty dollars a week. Mm -hmm. And you have to have an address. And you have to pay for all of these things. How are they going to go find an income? And when you've never, they've learned before. Exactly right. You've never Mm -hmm. earned a legal dollar in your life. Our system is set up to push our young men and women back into the illegal. I've seen probation and parole officers look right at young men and women and say, you've got a $1000 bill racked up because you haven't gotten pay- haven't been paying on your uh, tracker. If you don't come up with it by the end of this month you're going back to jail. So even the young men and women that are of, trying to take it's a care waste of themselves. Human capital waste of, of talent here in the city or anywhere else that it's happened. Exactly, being, you know, creating a scenario where you're almost set up to fail is not a good situation. Creating a scenario where you are put into a program and taught how to go to work, how to make a legal living, how to have a sense of self-worth and work ethic, and you're taught by young men and women that are your peers, people that are in your community, people that will lead by example, that is the best way to learn. That's what we do in our mentoring program, rupertskids.org. And, you know, you'll see us out through the city of Indianapolis mowing hundreds of miles of medians. You'll see us in the parks working there. You'll see us in our municipalities, in our green spaces, giving back to our community and teaching young men and women how to go to work.
0: Now, this has been a couple of years, so forgive me if this isn't, um, isn't a program that we do any longer. But I remember when we were at the Texas and Tennis Fundraiser, right. one things that was the biggest goal um, for that particular fundraiser. And instance, like so it's been a while. Uh-huh. But we, uh, you were trying to raise um, a little bit more than I think we raised enough. I think it was forty thousand dollars I remember. So it was enough for four kids to go through the system, uh, and for you to go and refab some houses. Right. In, in uh, in on the I think it was the east side at the time. And so you, one of the things that I was really impressed with is that the idea is you you look at what are the benefits that are going to have a multiplier effect? So if I'm, exactly. if I'm doing, it's kind of like other charities here locally, like Second Helpings, which does the job training while also serving the um, serving homeless population at the same time. And so they realize that we, if we can cut down on food waste at the same time, we're helping job training and we're doing something to provide food feeding to food. those
5: people that need. we're doing three things exactly at the same
0: time and so you were doing something similar in in helping to provide low-income housing right? doing the
5: job training and also helping to raise or boost home values in the community exactly right when you have those board ups in your neighborhood that devalues the neighborhood yeah, and it, it gives yeah. so many uh, opportunities for young people to be doing bad in these in these houses mm-hmm. they kick in the back door and they set up shop and then they encourage others to do bad yeah Um, instead of us kicking in the door (laughs) gutting the door now teaching young men and women how to do good how to be a plumber a carpenter an electrician a framer a mason Mm -hmm. a landscaper a worker oh my gosh yes You know, there are a lot of college grads out there that wouldn't mind getting paid 15 or $20 an hour, and I show young men and women how the construction fields can pay you 15 or 20 bucks an hour, but you have to learn how to use your muscles and your mind, and you become a worker. That's why our core group is that 17 to 22-year-old that is deciding whether they're going to be that worker or they're going to be that career criminal. Most of us growing grow up saying we want to be good, we want to be that multi-millionaire. We want to be that businessman, that owner, that businesswoman, that that worker. Very few of us grow up saying we want to die in jail. Uh-huh. Although we're a nerdy podcast, so occasionally I think there might be a few of us <laughs> we might have
0: a few few of our, our, our listeners who would look and be like, Oh that Kingpin, he's a <laughs> joker,
2: that's a stand up guy yeah.
5: No, I don't think the No no, know. the the system is nothing like you know, see no. on T V. <laughs>
0: but no I would say uh, one
5: of the other mm-hmm. things that was really
0: happy because it's relatable in, in my own experience I mean when we met for the first time as I said it was at the, the art center where I was working mm-hmm. um, the way that that came about was that um, we had a, a performance group it, the, the building was going to be bulldozed right. um, we had a, a local ch- uh, not for profit that came in turning into art space, I was able to show to Lily that it was worth preserving historically and know oh, this is what we could do with it. And then so that grant money ended up saving, I mean, bringing in construction jobs there and right. helping to revitalize what had been a really downtrodden community. So it was really questioning around the time that we were doing that fundraiser to go visit where I grew up, up the street. Ninety percent of the homes were boarded up. In fact, my own house had burned down—the one that I grew up in—which was terrible it's because of uh, lack of maintenance. So it's to see to see that kind of an impact brought home into the community is really lovely because I think it was something. I don't have the statistic for for recently, but I know as of like 2010, there's something like 10,000 vacant homes, and you're looking at like, well, that's about the same number of homeless people in the city. And so anybody who's doing an effort that addresses both of those situations at the same
5: time is is obviously going to have all the support in the world from for me and for many I think any of our listeners well thank you you know and being able to show that 10,000 that you saw years ago has is closer to to, uh, it's amazing how many board ups there are in the community so honestly what we need to do Use the resources that we have. Stop looking at trying to just throw money at problems and actually create solutions to the cause of our problem. Not throwing a non violent offender in a violent jail cell. Not throwing people out of their house for not being able to make the payments. Not trying to beat people into submission, but trying to figure out how we create the empowerment programs. In an empowerment program, there's an end. And, you know, in an entitlement program, it's never ending.
0: One of the things, um, and forgive me, because I take up a lot of your time already here at the show, but kind of, kind of on the closing up there. Just um, forgive me for asking a policy kind of, policy question here, but it's not a, a political question. Um, is, is that you, you mentioned the people who do end up profiting off
2: of, off of um, incarceration, so right.
0: that seems to be where a lot of the effort is, is concentrated in terms of a pushback against um, things like trying to reform the, the criminal code. Which we had this big effort to reform the criminal code, we was working through the legislature for like six years or something, and then the governor steps in and is like, well, you know that bit where you were going to cut the, 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 the term for, for nonviolent drug offenders? I really don't like that bit. Why, I think reform means, why don't we double the sentence? That sounds like a great idea. Yes. And so things like that happen. And it's like the people who are profit, and then you get things like quotas for the for-profit prisons in the state and things like that. And it's, such, it's such like a horrible humanitarian thing to say, we're going to spend $100 million to build this structure to house criminals, and we're going to say, let's make sure it's always full.
5: You know, than it's unfortunate that when you take a nonviolent offender and you throw him in prison, they are a lot easier to control. Absolutely. When our kids in our mentoring program know you can hurt yourself two or three times and be deemed a habitual and pull years, or you hurt others two or three times and you pull months. You know, the system is wrong. Taking us and, and... Creating a scenario where if you are a non-violent offender, if you are hurting yourself, you go into a drug and alcohol class, a work program, education program, but not prison
0: so much. And I can speak to that from personal experience. This is kind of uh, talking about a relatable thing. My uh, great uncle was John Dillinger. And so not by, I mean, we,
2: he gets in and, <laughs> and I mean, I'm not joking. And so he gets, he gets sent to,
0: to jail to and uh, he, he went in there, uh, just just a random farm kid who got right. drunk one day and then got roped into a robbery. And the guy didn't even want to charge him because he's like, no, send that guy to jail. He was the mastermind, but he didn't have a good lawyer. Right. So the judge throws the book at him. He gets nine years during the depression. His wife leaves and that was my aunt. And it uh, just has his life completely overturned and ruined. Even though he's, even though nobody in the community actually wanted that to happen, signed a petition for him. Comes out nine years later, angry as heck, and he's been housed with all these career criminals. Goes on a world-famous right. crime spree afterwards. And it's uh, maybe not everybody who goes into the system is that result, but it's so much of it is taking a, somebody who's a young kid, and then they go in, and then they're around all these people who've made crime They the oh, yes. are hardened criminals who are never getting out. They don't. They don't care psychologically about the kid. Or even if it's—if they do, it's to pardon them to make sure that they're going to survive the prison experience. And so it's a horrible, horrible outcome.
5: Oh, I talk a lot about the largest classroom we have in Indiana is the detention center. But it's teaching kids how to be that career criminal, not teaching kids how to be independent. We need to turn that around. Uh, well, thank you so much. No, thank us. you very much. <laughs> and check out RupertsKids.org. Absolutely. You guys have a great day.
1: Yeah,
0: we are. Yeah, I mean, the the cool thing about his Tuxes and Tennies fundraiser is that the whole point is like it's a black tie fundraiser where you're required to not dress like you're in a black tie fundraiser. Huh. So, like, the Tennies are an important bit, and he's definitely not in a. (laughs) He's in what? He's in his tie dye. Yeah. Tie dye tank top? Mm hmm. It's good. We actually spent a lot. I voted for him. I, I. Damn, embarrassed. I don't want to talk about it. No. Oh. I don't want to talk about whether I did or didn't. You did. I shut up. <laughs> I feel. I feel. Yeah. You did. Well, I mean, I. I he's the only gubernatorial oh, that, candidate that I. That, that giant I, spider's gone. Oh, good. He's the only gubernatorial. Good. At least we had eyes on him. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the only gubernatorial candidate I've ever hugged. So I was. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Well, yeah, he was
0: at the debate. I worked at WFYI and saw him after the debate. We talked about tuxes and tennies, and I was just like, thank you so much, man, you're awesome. And then there was a hug exchange. Sweet. I was like, damn it, I wasn't going to vote for you, but then the hug sealed it. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) That's To get my vote, you just need a hug. Yeah. Oh,
1: can can I hug
0: you? You're not running for political office, so no. Not yet. No. You were running for Nouveau's most... Popular radio personality. Would make it, it onto the, the You the didn't final make it ballot. onto the final balloting, but that's okay for purposes of the segue for our third interview. Oh, yeah. Because somebody who I think did, did actually yeah, probably <laughs> has probably actually won that makes award. sense because they're in a whole different league. Yeah, which the joke I mean essentially they're on we, a
1: national radio. Podcast. Well, that's what we
0: kept coming back to because I was asking him like stuff about like how to make podcasts successful and everything. Was, was like, well, first you have a nationally syndicated radio show, <laughs> right? And then another thing I was like, well, how do what do we do to get comics on the show? He's like, well, first you have a nationally syndicated radio show, or you coordinate the DVD appearance. And TV appearances for the Bob and Tom comedy tour, right? On TV, see that makes sense. That that's a great way to go about it. Yeah, and it was like so. It's pretty much just like so. I need to storm the doors at Emmis and just be like, "Give me a show!" <laughs> hell, hell, we should just take our show to all the, the yeah. local uh, radio stations and be like, we, "Hey, we can get on because
1: the FCC stuff." Well, we would censor ourselves, obviously. Why don't we censor ourselves in the podcast?
0: Is it just the effort?
1: Yeah, well, because it, the podcasting this is natural. Yeah. I mean, I don't censor myself in real life, so... I
0: feel like I feel like I could do with a censor.
1: I couldn't? No. It would take my flow out.
0: I would have so much fun if I was censored in real life. Like, if I attempted to say a bad but word. You're
1: the nicest person then, in real life. I hear yeah. you curse maybe once a, once a month.
0: Well, precisely. I curse more on the show than I curse in regular but, life. It's because it comes up in conversation
1: with your bros.
0: <laughs> it just happens. It's like I'm not, I mean, that's the thing is like I said, generally I am not the person on the podcast and I am the person on the podcast. You, it's confusing.
1: Yeah. So so you're telling everybody you're fake I'm on the podcast?
0: F- I'm two-faced. Are you? No. I think I'm, what is the thing that John Berriman is? Like he's bi-dialectal. Yeah. Like he just has one way of speaking when he's with his family in Scotland. Yeah. And one way of speaking when he's with with everybody else. Uh-huh. I huh I, I, I think I'm like that for the podcast, podcast. yeah you know, like one group of friends like is is comfortable to a certain extent it's like not that i'm uncomfortable elsewhere but like swearing is not like a degree of comfort it's just like people will assume that you're being bsing if you're not cursing i think to a certain extent yeah it's like accuse you of not being real it's like no i went to sunday school for eight years i still actually <laughs> feel really creepy about, <laughs> about it, these words coming out of my it's mouth. weird when i have to be on good behavior I liked our like family friendly episodes. That's because you were that's because the last one
1: you were doing awesome voiceovers that were hilarious. It was
0: fun. It was fun. It was fun. I liked your attempt at one. I liked the play on things that we did there where you were like you did like it essentially it just came out to be a child predator thing though, so we had to cut it. <laughs> but the joke the jokes worked perfectly. The jokes worked perfectly because of the, the you actually did edit and cut. And so we got the right thing. It didn't last long enough to be creepy. <laughs> if you'd had like another fifteen seconds of that voice and your 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 little niece, there there would have been we oh, might have yeah. been some phone calls. Oh yeah, I forgot that she. <laughs> the
2: fact the that movie.
0: you ended it as abruptly, you're like I oh, lure children to my basement and then you cut. <laughs> I feel like if you'd had. Five seconds more, we'd be we'd be getting some conversations this week. We we would have had the first use of our voicemail feature on Kind of All Epic right. Show's history, and it would have been asking if they needed to file an Amber Alert. <laughs>
1: yes, call my sister.
0: <laughs> that was a play on words, yeah. but nobody got it, because my sister's is- name is Amber.
1: Yeah, she, if they're a devoted listener, they would know who she is. If they've listened to every episode of Kind of Epic Show, they would know who she is. Mm-hmm.
0: That's like a kind of epic Easter egg. See, so yeah, I guess we didn't say the name of this person, though. It's Chick McGee. Yeah. And then we also got podcast bombed by Pat McAfee, the Colts punter and radio personality. Yeah. Who is now the most highly paid punter in Colts and NFL history. Is he? $3 million. I didn't a know year that was the highest contract. paid. I believe that is the highest paid contract well, for a punter in Rumors NFL are he'll history. be
1: taking over for. Uh, Vanderjack, or
0: Terry, I'm sorry. He did Vanderjack, God. Wow. Wow. They both start with V. That's that's going old school. Oh, wow. They were both good kickers, just one was an idiot kicker. (laughs) Wow.
1: Wow, Gabe.
0: Yeah. I haven't heard
1: that name in years. years.
0: Did you hear the story about what happened to him in Florida? It's sad. Uh Uh-uh. So these guys, comedians, complete jerks, ended up going to, they had a late night gig, And then they went into his restaurant in Florida, Mm -hmm. and then they stole his his jersey, his his um uh his his actual the only one that he had the All Pro or the um, what do you call Pro Bowl jersey, and stole his um, stole like a oh shit I think it was an Andrew James jersey. Oh wow! Stole them, wore them, didn't give them back.
1: Wow! Eventually,
0: were forced to give them back, or something. Wow! Like they. The way that they did this, well, like he was—he laughed a little bit. He didn't press charges, but he did get their information and he texted them. And he's like, but yeah, I really need you guys to return these. It's, it's not really funny anymore. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm calling my lawyer about this because like, you've committed a larcenous thing. I've got you on the videotape. It's not really like that hard to prove. We're having this conversation about you stealing my shit. Yeah. Um, so they did that. They returned them. And then eventually, apparently, they stole them again. They're just complete jerks. Like I never thought I would feel sympathetic to Vinatieri again, but like they just the way that he's been treated is awful in this scenario. You'd have to look up the yeah. You just flip the names. Did I flip the yeah. names again?
1: You, you said Vinatieri.
0: Oh well, the way that Vanderjack is okay. Vander Vinatieri has been treated badly by being accidentally called Vanderjack but um <laughs> which I never wow. thought I would say a nice thing about uh, a Patriots player. So I've done two things I thought would never happen in this episode related to the Colts. <laughs> I said a nice thing about a former Patriots player who is now a Colts player and I I said a nice thing about Venetaria who is an idiot kicker.
1: Vinataria is not an idiot kicker. No, He's it's energetic. Why do
0: I have trouble he with is these our names? Curr- oh. Kicking kicker. Current kicker. I have problems with names everywhere, but it's the fact that there are not very many people whose names start with a V. I know, and just just to think, we'll be linking this to everybody on the show, they're going to look at
1: you, or listen to you, and be like, what the fuck is this guy
0: on? Uh, I'm not on anything, and that's the sad part. I know, right? This is this is just me not remembering people's names, which on a show that was syndicated we're, on MS. Okay, guys, guys, we're nerds. Um, that... Football, sports, sports. how do they work? Right. I know sports, but... I just know things, I just get people's names <laughs> oh, and I, I devalue my opinion at that G- point. G-
1: G- you're like an old woman, like, how do I use the internet?
0: Oh, God, my grandmother, I love watching um, Colts games with her, because she doesn't understand the concept of a replay. It's just like she'll see a pick? Oh, And, and then they'll change. play it again. She's like
2: They took the ball back. <laughs> <laughs> we, we took it and then they took it back. <laughs> Why'd they do that? <laughs> Don't let them do that, Colts. What's wrong? <laughs> I thought you were doing
0: good. She really never can tell the difference between a replay.
1: She also, even when they have replay yeah. across the Yeah, place. it's just
0: like not a thing that happened when oh, she man. was watching sports growing up. And so like she she loves she loves the Colts, she loves the Reds, and she loves um uh, those are the two teams that she watches. Huh. And occasionally the Pacers when they're yeah. good. <laughs> I watch the Pacers bad. I watch when them they're when bad. they're bad, but I mean, she watches them when they're good.
1: Actually, there's an interesting article I just read about the Pacers. It was called uh, Always the Bridesmaids. Never the Bride, the yeah. fact that they've
0: been to so many Eastern Conference finals and yeah. never won a championship, yeah. it's disgusting to me. I, I asked Andrew, like, I don't know how I feel about these dynasty things. Like, I don't know that they necessarily really benefit the league as much as everybody says. Because yeah. LeBron losing like that just shows how much of the hype machine was associated with him. Yeah. Like, like those those rest in peace Miami bandwagon, 2010, 2014. Yeah, it should end. Yeah, oh, it yeah. should end. Yeah, really just like, should. and I mean, to the extent that he doesn't, he's a great player. He doesn't deserve it to a certain extent but he's also a flopper and i hate him so i don't care. <laughs> it's like it was different when Manning went to the Super Bowl for the third time and failed yeah. to failed miserably. Yeah. yeah he did. But he was going up against what i mean you what you need to do in these instances and sports commentators need to do a better job of is acknowledge the historic nature of the team <laughs> that is beating them as an accomplishment. Yes. To say Okay, this was the second highest rated offense in the league. They're getting their asses handed to them in the most important game of the year. Yeah. With a guy who's so popular, he's in commercials at this game. <laughs> they're they're probably a historically good defense. Right. Like the Spurs, people should have been talking about them much, much. I mean, when they had that win streak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People were talking about them, but they didn't get the media spotlight in the way that the Heat Mm-mm. did for mediocre, absolutely mediocre play yeah, in the I second agree. half, where they literally threw games, essentially threw a game against us. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you want you 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 want to be number one seed? Yeah, we'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We don't need to play the Magic in the next game. Yeah. We'll, or whoever it was.
1: Uh, yeah, just, we'll it yeah, yeah, We'll give it to you. We'll give you
0: guys a hard game yeah, to we really, um, Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, we really want to play the Hawks in the first round. That sounds like a great thing for us to do.
1: Yeah, because they would have lost.
0: They would have lost. Because they had the same matchup, they had probably some of the same matchup problems we have. Not it's yeah. center, but like the fact that they were a young, aggressive team, they would have exacted some tough. I mean, and what do they do? They sell through the games. Then the only games where they encounter trouble, they lose. They they go six game series with us, and then they go a five, a five game series for them, and they're done. Yeah. I got a cramp.
1: Oh, oh no! You still got blown out three other games. <laughs> Uh anyways, yeah, he was
0: recovering from the cramp. Yes, yes,
1: yes. And it was Gatorade's fault. Gatorade. And the, the air conditioning was out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, I can talk basketball all day. But it's time to let Chick McGee talk to you guys. And his co-host, and his co-host,
0: and Pat McAfee.
1: And Pat McAfee.
0: Which I like I said I, I joked the co-host at the end, we we normally will cut these and do the stingers. I don't know if we'll do that for that cuz it's funny cuz the three of them talk and she's just like that was good. <laughs> you're a professional radio guy. this is not fair.
2: What, what I got to go funny. next?
0: <laughs> so I really like it. She was She was lovely, and I think you're going to enjoy I mean, if you're not familiar with her, this will be a good introduction for you. And since yeah, she, I, they start talking right away, so I'll just go ahead and let David hit the space bar. All right, we'll get and to And let that. them introduce themselves. All right. Testicles. Well, it is important uh, to check them. But that's them right. It. Just not right now. Right. This that's doesn't right. report. That was oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we are here at Indie PopCon uh, with Chick McGee, um, a fellow podcaster, who just hard to say. And no, no. yes. actually wanted to, as soon as this announcement from on high ends, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, to start off by asking you what kind of a podcast, because I'm
3: hoping tip leads some information about how to dominate the interface. Ah, uh, here we go. Well, first of all, you have to have a swell co-host, and mine is here. This is Jazz. Hello. And uh, yeah, we do a podcast, and our goal—well, uh, I think we just have one goal, and uh, it's uh, honest, or real uh, conversation with uh, with guests or not. And uh, that's—we've more or less that's true. stuck to that.
6: We uh, we actually had the benefit of working backwards as a podcast we had a syndicated radio show to work from and to draw fans from. So thanks to Chick and his hard work on Bob and Tom for the last very, 30 very, years. Very, very hard work. Very, very hard work. The last 30 years, we kind of had a built-in fan base.
0: So we were very fortunate. So what you're saying is that I need to get a national right. right,
6: yes, radio that's what you have to do first. That's what actually, you have to do first.
3: when we first started thinking about it, uh, I first of all thought about it for, I think, two and a half years. Yes, And probably. then Jess actually finally said, look, go do the podcast, and uh, I said, well, only if you help me, and she did. And uh,
6: I wasn't on the first one.
3: Right. <laughs> I was why. not on
6: the pilot episode. That's
3: right, but um, uh, Kostaki Economopoulos, a com- uh, comedian of yeah. mine, uh, we had the conversation that that's a name built for comedy because yes. you've grown up with like people messing up your name and you have to have a sense it. Right. Yes. And, uh, I worked backwards. Most podcasts start with, I need to make a name for myself. Hopefully this will catch on. Like Mark Maron was a hardworking comedian, but he'd never gotten any right. popularity until his podcast. And I, I was, I want to do a podcast, but people know who I am sort of kind of. So we, yeah. we did have to go. That's true. Kind of bass backwards.
6: <laughs> yeah, but it worked I out. Obviously it, it worked out. out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think one of the interesting things about, about having a host of the podcast for a while is kind of the, the both the interaction and then the disinteraction, because it seems like a lot of the times a, a more popular episode, and there have been a lot of downloads or whatever for us, Let's say we had one recently, had about 35,000 downloads and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and then nobody bothers to leave a comment. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like when yeah. you have a radio show, even if it's a small town and maybe it's a few hundred people listening, yeah. you always get that interaction where you are. It seems like it's such a a, 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 a disconnect from from like a like small town newspaper or small town thing. Whenever we're mm-hmm. dealing with with web, where it's such a small but motivated audience, but a lot of times t- the web you can, be, you can be going out to thousands and hundreds of thousands of mm-hmm. people all, right. all over the world, but then you don't know until they start talking to you if it's actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's if successful. They enjoyed
6: if it, it was yeah. successful. Yeah, but, um, we find out that the <laughs> the. We will finish our podcast sometimes, and we do have a podcast number 46 that has never been released because it was so terrible, but maybe we'll release it eventually. But now we don't it's, know. We'll kind see. it's kind of reached
3: kind of a historical cult status. Yeah, uh, cult status.
6: People want to hear it. Well, so,
3: the lost
0: episode. We the accidentally lost episode. deleted our lost episode. Oh,
6: not because, we didn't,
0: because okay. we didn't air it, but uh, yeah, because ours is somewhere. we accidentally pressed the wrong
6: button. Oh, no. We have, we, uh, we, have, uh, we, we have technicians that yeah, do that. Yeah, we're very fortunate that way.
0: Gosh, I mean obviously uh, everyone, I would be impressed if I didn't ask about the radio show and I'm happy that we're building up a queue like here. <laughs> yeah. I think people seeing seeing a, a dust cover they're reminded,
6: Oh wait, you're on the radio that I know. Yes, That's right. exactly. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, um, but that, that's precisely it. I wanted to ask, um, what's it like for for you when you do public events like this? Because uh, because people don't always associate the, the face with the voice. I mean, is it is it a pleasant experience to to either be recognized or or the kind of the anonymity that the radio presents? As well? uh,
3: it's um, it's it's a little bit of both. It's interesting because when you guys
6: it I, you had that. You had that uh, people, you, d- you weren't recognized actually until BobandTom.com came along. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of recognition. Then right. you guys had a TV show for a while. It is
3: interesting that I did go from when we first started the radio show, there wasn't a World Wide Web, yeah. so not a lot of people knew. What I looked like, but if I would say something in a convenience store or, or a department store or whatever, and they hear my voice, they'd go, "Hey, are you?" But now it's and then the Can TV show.
2: Clean up on I-5. <laughs> That's
3: you right. Really this make this my day. Yeah. And then the uh, TV show kind of took it to another level. And then of course the website and the VIP cameras. And, and now
6: all the social media. And now all and, yeah. the
3: social media and the pictures. And now it's it's like anything. 99% of it is absolutely positive, and uh, I won't fib. I mean, there's one percent of you know that.
2: It just sucks.
3: People, <laughs> people are People assholes. are overly, yeah. overly yeah. Uh, aggressive and awful. And, and that's what i about the podcast is you can say that.
6: Yes, I'm <laughs> sorry. That's what I was just thinking, I was like, oh, man, I hope that this isn't PG. We had,
0: we had one clean episode this weekend, and then we're happy that we oh, can do the rest. Oh, well, well, there you we go. go. Oh, good. That's good. good. That's yeah, well, good. we
6: did our podcast on the main stage live yesterday, and uh, I had to get out a string of she, curse words because I was yeah. told I was not allowed to curse uh, on the day. She
3: has trouble not So cursing. we were back
6: there and <laughs> No, I usually
0: don't, but I find that when I'm exposed to people who do, I'm like, oh, really oh
3: I'll dive in. Me. <laughs> sure.
6: I don't trust I people love who don't work.
0: I yeah.
3: my face. I don't even recognize <laughs> them. Right, right. Isn't like, wasn't language. I a, a
0: choir
2: person? <laughs> you know,
0: <all> <laughs> yes, no, I mean, that's, that is one of the liberating things about podcasting is that you, do, you don't have that same
6: no. um,
0: control, and I think people do like, the more candid thing. You said that that's one of the things that you want is to present um, more candid and open.
3: Honest, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Even uh, like uh, even some of the comedians that everyone are familiar with, with the Bob and Tom show, uh, are actually uh, even a lot more real. Obviously, on a podcast, they don't have to be their selves or their public selves as much as they can.
6: Yeah, we like to dive into their personal lives, right. and, and other things. We've talked to a lot of comedians about their struggles with uh, depression, divorce, uh, just substance I mean, substance abuse. I mean, and it's it's a it's a whole nother. It's a whole other side of people that you don't see, and obviously they're using comedy to, uh, they're using comedy as a form of therapy, so, yeah.
0: I think the, the more interesting guess that we got, part of why we started the podcast, But well, mostly it was my friend realizing, oh, I can do this, Right. So we just go ahead and do Let's it. Let's just right. do it, yeah. Right. We we've been doing some interviews to, to collect for transcription purposes, uh-huh. uh, before that, and uh, one of the people that we talked to was, um, I, we like talking to people who are kind of on the ancillary, as people who... Are there and they're able to see these really have lovely stories to tell. Sure. But nobody usually bothers to ask yes. them. Mm-hmm. Right. So we interviewed actually, she bless her heart, she was almost 90 at the time.
6: Oh wow. She's
0: past 90 now. But it was Paul McCartney's stepmom. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> she was, and wow. she was his she was his uh, his uh, fan club director for Wings. So she had all these funny, funny stories That's and pretty cool. much just like how matter-of-fact and just kind of suburban her whole life was even Right. Like wow. Then she'd get a call from the road in London and be like,
2: oh. They're coming
0: up for the weekend. Um, uh, could you like? Uh, <laughs> lots of tea, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's cool. great. So it's it's fun to to see that type of thing. We don't. I mean, I'd love to have more comedians on the show. Like, I this is kind of forgive like a professional question here, but how do you? What's the best way to really reach out to to a comedian? I mean, where do you find even like the publicist and folks? You like, have a
6: syndicated radio show
0: <laughs> with a huge staff. Dang it, it's coming yes. back to that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, a no, lot. We, I we, just need to storm the Emmis building. Right, yeah, like,
6: yes. Give me a show. Yeah. yes, we. Uh, uh, actually, I was uh, the tour coordinator for the Bob and Tom comedy all-stars mm-hmm. so i have a rapport with them in a relationship and chick does too and actually since we have a podcast we can have on whoever the hell we want to the comedians we hate don't get invited <laughs> now they
3: know so and if you think you're egg, and you if know. you think you're a comedian that we hate uh, you probably are
6: you probably are because we've had a podcast for two years now and you haven't been, you on, haven't so, been on
3: so yeah, yeah. But I mean, there are websites and things you can reach. Oh, out Oh yeah,
6: to. and with social media, just direct messaging people, things like that. That's another way that we've gotten a hold of a couple people that we really weren't familiar with, locals we've, uh, that we've had on, things like that. So yeah, yeah. that's true.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not a comedian every every episode. We've done uh, several with just uh, us. Uh, Our
6: friend Dr. Will.
3: Dr. Mm-hmm. Will has been on. Uh, yeah. We take phone calls. Uh, one of the another uh, another. Um, perk of uh, being with a syndicated radio show is that we do record in the same studio that we do the Bob and Tom show, so you yeah, have uh, sure. access to all of that, really unbelievably wonderful technology and things like that, so it's pretty it's pretty good.
6: Uh, our friend, the Colt punter, Pat McAfee, is coming up here oh, to oh, say that's hi. great. Yes, so... <laughs>
3: Think we can, we can, we can, uh, we can have get him, get say, him over <laughs> Pat and say hi, we're doing this a podcast is, right now. This is our friend so from, I've got, I've got three podcasts me <laughs> right now
0: as well, although you've got your radio show as well.
2: Yeah. How's it going, buddy? This is, uh, this is one of my favorite things I've ever been to in my entire yeah. life. Have you ever so been to you you one of
3: these before? <laughs> Don't you see something you've never seen before every minute? Yeah. Every 30
2: seconds yeah. maybe more so. Yeah,
6: yeah it's kind of crazy.
2: We were outside at the uh, the food trucks. Yeah. And we saw just costumes coming out. We said, we got to go in there. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go in there. We got to get in here. You
6: got to see what's going on. Yeah. I've
2: been seeing your tweets, obviously. looks like right. a good time. Yeah, oh, yeah.
6: had a great a time? time. I
0: think, I think oh, you said this is the only place where Darth Vader asked for a picture with you. Yes, yeah, he
6: did. Yeah, <laughs> Darth Vader came up and asked yeah. for a picture yeah. with Chick. Can so, I
0: have a picture so,
3: with you, chick? No. Can i have a picture with you, He did the
6: whole thing.
3: And then he breathed. I, we thought he was breathing a little loud,
0: though. To That's why i say you
6: turn it down a little bit. We yeah.
0: pitched a sketch that we'll probably do sometime because it works for the radio the best. Because if you could imagine Darth Vader having like a teleconference, oh, like okay. how annoying that would be! It's like Darth, um, could you step away? Oh, stop right. breathing uh, into the microphone uh, oh. for just a minute. Yes. Yes.
2: What is this little device right here?
0: Uh, this is a uh, 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 Zoom uh, QH One. And so it's neat. It's an omnidirectional mic, and you can adjust all the the levels here. So I can make it three hundred and sixty if I want. And right now it's uh, a little bit more than ninety degrees. So it's two little circles here that picks you guys up, but it's not going to pick up the whole convention. Ah. Right now, which Crazy, is Crazy, nice. huh? It's You're
6: from 40. the forty.
0: <laughs> Roger that. Yeah. On, on two. I'm slowly learning because I'm not really a technical person. But but by the virtue of doing this, my friends have been helping to, to teach me all the, these model names and things like that.
6: Very awesome. The virtues of
0: them. <laughs> well,
6: thank you so much for inviting you know, us so thank on. Thank you guys for, for, yes.
0: for coming on. And then if if you wouldn't mind just kind of leaving with words of advice for anybody who, who really does want to get involved in radio or wants to get involved in um, in podcasting, other than, than, uh, than don't yeah. don't, uh, don't
3: get the syndicated radio. Yeah, you, you, well,
6: have a, you have a syndicated radio show, and then you start a podcast. Yeah.
3: that's the old Steve Martin joke. How do you uh, make $10 million? Well, first get a million dollars. Then,
2: then uh, yes.
3: uh, No, what you need to do is start playing soccer, and then uh, someone sees you kick— Oh no, uh, that's bad. That's Matt McAfee. Thank God. It's different Let me think. No, just uh, he keep plays doing. Football. He's with the <laughs> Indian 11. <laughs> that's just, right. <laughs> just keep. Uh, just keep at it. Keep going and keep... That's how I started. I we really
6: kept... did buy podcasting for dummies. We got on YouTube. Yep. We did And the then thing. we found uh, our producer, Jason, and we didn't have to pay attention to that shit anymore, and he did it. <laughs> That's, That's right. what we
2: do now. So, so there you go. You can curse. Yes. A lot. You don't oh. have to. You don't <laughs> have to.
3: <laughs> I don't think the NFL... Uh, no. To. no. I'll
2: get fined tomorrow. <laughs> But no, it's such a pleasure having With all of you. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Thank you, Gabriel. very much. much. You here. would it
0: be all right to, to do just a quick stinger here. It's kind of our sure.
6: intro. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure,
0: mm-hmm. sure. And so, I mean, if we could get all three of you to just uh, to do it individually or together, if you'd like, um, just saying, although you'd be talking over each other, so that will not work at all. Okay. But, um, but yeah, just uh, just say hi,
3: introduce yourself, uh, okay. and say you're listening to Kind of Epic Show. Okay we're listening to kind of epic uh, a kind of epic show no, or just kind of, kind kind of, of epic show. okay kind
6: of epic kind of don't don't so be it the or uh it's
2: just no kind of, kind of epic. epic
6: yeah yep. all right
2: you got to say that the guests are the epic and then the host is the
6: group. oh okay <laughs> all right here oh, we, all right. we
2: go chick you're first it's, oh
0: no, yep. no 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 oh.
3: sorry, oh. yeah, go,
6: ahead, go ahead hi this is jess hooker and you're listening to Kind of epic podcast. That I wanted to say a. Hey. I'm going to fuck it up. I'm sorry. I'm a fuck no, it up. No, it's
0: cool. That'll be for our Canadian listeners. Yeah,
6: there, a, hey, a. Hey.
3: Hey. Hello, friends. Chick McGee here. You're listening to Kind of Epic Podcast.
2: Thank
6: See, you. you do that professionally. You fucking. Just, you feel- Hi, this
2: is Pat McAfee, and right now, this wonderful sound that's about to hit your ears is Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Epic Podcast. Thank you so much. No <laughs> kind, a of pleasure epic, you. kind of epic. Kind <laughs> of <the> epic. Podcast. <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, I'm David West. I I'm you,
0: Gabriel Canada.
1: I hope you guys enjoyed today's kind of epic show on your Friday morning. Friday June twenty first. Twentieth.
0: It's gonna be up on like Monday. No,
1: it's gonna, be up, <laughs> it's, gonna be up, it's gonna be up it's gonna be up It's gonna be up tonight. Yeah. Probably so
0: maybe. Fridays. We don't usually release on a Friday. Yeah, but when I do want we an do? episode this it's... week. I want an
1: episode Out of this week. Yeah, uh, last episode was last Monday. We've gone over a week. Have we? Yes, I it was like last it was, Monday. Wasn't it last Wednesday? No, it was last Monday. I guess when it was last when Wednesday. I posted X Men. That's when you were like, "Hey, uh, maybe you should post that X Men." That's episode. when my phone
0: downloaded
2: it. And
1: I was just like. It's been
0: uploaded for. You need to do a better job of telling people that cannot be my sole responsibility. I, <laughs> I have well, no idea. You're
1: the editor. You're the one who adds all the tags and stuff. Yeah. But granted, you did it for that one. Because it, I didn't
0: know it existed. <laughs> <That's because laughs> no, one, keep, one did.
1: That's because you keep deleting the episodes whenever
0: I you go. <laughs> that's, you keep deleting our episodes you when you return to pending. <laughs> Return to Pending is not the name of the episode, but it could. Be. It could be. It's a. It's a. Write that down as a possible episode <laughs> title. Return to Pending. Um, so, I mean, I guess if we're going to devote a time to an outro, the just the briefest of explanations here. We say we have a lot of stuff coming. We, we do. We, we actually do. Yeah. We might even be doing interviews this weekend. We have
1: more. We just did There's more another, interviews. There's
0: another... We just... We did another four. Which you don't
1: even have wrote down. One of
0: them is an hour long and so it's an episode.
1: Gabe, may, yeah, maybe we... Nobody told us if they liked the three episode a week. <laughs> nobody th- told us. 35,000
0: to 40,000 people. Well, that's because you had an amazing episode. And then we got, like, a couple hundred people. Yeah. So I feel like a couple hundred is better than 50.
1: So I don't, I don't know, guys. Let us know. Do you want multiple episodes a week? Tell us this. if
0: not, we're not going to record another episode this year at this rate. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> we've got a ton of stuff.
0: So we've got a couple of, like, really good comic people. Um, I like them.
1: What, why was there a question mark on that? You're like, we've got a really good <laughs> comic book people. We got some comic book people, yeah. We got
0: some Vigigame people. Vigigame? We'll be having, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Alright. Okay, those are the things we actually have. Yeah. So we've got... Tobias will be back on the show. we will be... We have a couple of returning guests. Yeah, that's nice. So we're working on... We, Tobias has already done it. Yeah. Um, so there's our second go-around with him, and it's the sequel to the book we talked about the first time. Oh, nice. So it's uh, we'll be have this out before the premiere of Arctic Rising, so nice. be in a good good spot there. This is his Caribbean... His take on a Caribbean James Bond. Nice. It's kind of awesome. We had to talk about space cannons in Barbados, Nice. which he actually went to awesome. go see. It's a real thing. Like, Barbados at one time had a space cannon. Neat. Neat. Now they have one in his book. That's awesome. Um, um, well, let's talk about, let's promote what we do have as well. So we have him, we have, um, we just did an interview with Eisner, a nominated letterer and uh, now writer. Um, his name is Darren Bennett. Saw him at C2E2, followed up with him. Uh, Jeremy Dale, who did a wonderful sketch of us saying thank you kind yeah, of you can you can
1: so, find that on our Twitter and on our Facebook page. So we're going to thank him. By actually having that interview
0: yeah. on our show. We did not mean for it to be so long, Jeremy. I know. Sorry. We, we met you at at, Indie, at Indiana Comic Con is how long we've been waiting to put up his stuff. We didn't record there, but we, we've uh, talked to him at Indiana Comic Con and C2E2. So, um, and he was at NC Comic Con, I think, the weekend before we oh, did wow. the interview. So he's, he had a 12-comic-con st- stint. So wow, that's a nice. lot. That is nice. We have got um, another comic artist, Ben Templesmith. Which will be highly entertaining. Are you, are you
1: sure we didn't do that?
0: We did not. We just alluded to it because of how dirty it was. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> we, I feel we like had, we already posted that. We
0: didn't. We didn't okay. post it. Because we just did Guy Gilchrist. And that was the only interview Because okay. on we had to do yeah. all the important. Yeah, his, that's his, right. video as well. Um, all right. We've got uh, Paul and Storm. Comedic. We're going to do a whole music episode. Yeah. It's the indie popcorn after show.
1: Wait, I thought Paul and Storm were going to do for our Game of Thrones one. Oh, yeah,
0: we, we might put them on the. We see we've got so much stuff we don't even know what to do. Yeah. We're pulling out from the archives our interview with uh, the, the Night's Watch commander, James Cosmo.
1: Former. Former.
0: Former <laughs> since, Night's Watch. Since his watch has ended a year ago. Yeah, but, over, a year. over a year ago. But we need to get his. Um, almost two seasons Almost ago. two seasons ago, but we figure we should have him on since we had him on. Um, we'll have a whole Game of Thrones special, including Paul and Storm, who, um, again, apologized to George R. Martin, he is not their bitch. <laughs> I, I used some Westerosi slur words in that. We also interviewed Game of Ones, who are the top-rated Game of Thrones podcast, and, um, uh, Zach on there is also the co-host of the To His Company podcast nice. with Hodor. Hodor. And Hodor will have an introduction for us, as well as the lovely Esme Bianco. How much? How much of a badass was Hodor in the season finale? Oh my God, he got a like attack. He was on the attack of speaking of uh, of uh, Wrath of the Titans, he was on their set. (laughs) No, I'm just saying like he was on the original, like the claymation stick skeletons Uh, were attacking all of a sudden. Yes, he was on a Ray Harryhausen movie. Felt like a completely different show. At and that I point. still love it. It's so weird. Like, in the. Right, Gabe, we don't have time to talk about it. We don't have time it. to talk about it. Oh, my God. So, we're going to do. We're, we will have time to talk about it. We'll do a Game of Thrones episode. Yes. Um, uh, and there might even be another Game of Thrones guest by that point because of Maybe. how long this is taking. If right. <laughs> but then we also have um, a local comics episode we're going to do. With all of the folks from the indie web comics group, so we've got the Little Guardians, the Brothers Grant, Jackie Croft, co-creator of Nutmeg, and title unrelated G Pike. Nice. Uh, all these guys who are local and part of the indie web comics group, and uh, also some other local podcasters, Billy and Brandon Watch Movies, and the Obsessive Viewer podcast.
1: Nice. Um, and I'm sure we'll have uh, our reviews of Twenty Two Jump Street out soon. Oh, absolutely! It was fantastic. I loved it. But we'll talk about I saw it with it. Andrew. That was fun. I
0: saw it with Chris. Yeah, so I saw we, it with Chris. It was, you had, you had, bro, we had We had different, literally brothers. Yeah. So we had a different. We had different bros. Did you go with? Did you go see it with Andrew? We did. I did. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, I, I had seen it with Chris. Because he had asked me... It was ironic. As I, think I was made, seeing, We actually had,
0: went there and we saw Chance and Gilman walking out, I think. So it was funny. Cause no, we, Gilman was
1: there. Chance wasn't,
0: though. Uh, g- chance Gilman
1: wasn't was nice. seeing Edge of Tomorrow and yeah. a couple other things. Which, evidently, Edge of Tomorrow is wonderful.
0: I really enjoyed it. Um, the graphic novel, I cannot recommend it enough. Oh, all, really? all You Need Is Kill. Viz Media, pick it up, pick oh, it up pick it, wow. up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I just haven't seen it. I need to see it. It's set it's marginally cooler by being set in Japan.
1: Oh nice. Um, I, I
0: need to see it. So giant robots have a better native place. In so Japan. it's
1: not just a future uh well, no, D-day? It's,
0: a, it's like an island hopping. It's the reverse World War II analogy. Okay. It's more like island hopping, only now American island hopping is good. Okay. So it's weird because huh. it puts you in a different perspective. It's puts you in the. It's the same World War II analogy, yeah. but the analogy is like also about Japanese cooperation post World War II, and so like Rita is still is still an American, but then mm. KG I think is the is the main character's name. Gotcha. Is Tom Cruise is actually a Japanese? Oh, uh, I bet you! I bet you love that. I no I. It, it, a Japanese Tom Cruise? No, <laughs> that'd no. be weird. No, the fact that
1: Tom Cruise was playing... <laughs> was
0: was playing... Well, I don't mind it. We did have a campaign at spending about it because we didn't know what the adaptation was going to be like. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to adapt it and still call it All You Need Is Kill... Like, we didn't want it to be another Akira adaptation, which, thank the lord, the gods above, nerd gods, thank us. (laughs) Thank us for stopping that, because if that ever sees the light of day, it will only be as, it will be as an abomination that would be befitting of being in Akira, (laughs) but not as anything else. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I, when I saw it, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't have, I mean, it's a complete, it's a completely different adaptation, so I'm more okay with it than I would have okay. been. I would still recommend people go see it. Unfortunately, I don't think people are going to go see it because yeah. of the competition. They have it's, like How to Train Your yeah. Dragon Two Which and Twenty Two awesome. Dumb Street against what is uh, looks like Oblivion Two for a lot of people. Yeah, they have no idea. They're like a sci-fi movie with Tom Cruise. I didn't didn't see he just it last one? year? Yeah, am not gonna see it this year? Is this World of the Worlds? I mean, War Chance of the Worlds. Chance didn't like it. Chance saw it and didn't really care for it. He hated the ending. I think that it was a hopeful ending. We yeah. can maybe talk about it on a later podcast.
1: Okay, okay. I still need
0: to see because we so. still have about twenty interviews. I know <laughs> so we Eric, have to Eric do more. Eric Stewart, this is part of the um, the uh, musical podcast. So our music will be Kadoja, which is a kaiju fighting. Yeah, it's a kaiju fighting funk band. I just wanted to say that as a sentence. <laughs> um, Christian Naren gave us the rights to use his stuff, so Christian Naren is a DJ. Uh, and and you know, is a DJ. <laughs> And he's actually really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I danced watch, and I didn't enjoy watch
1: our, We shot the panel at Indie PopCon. You can find it on our Facebook page. Um, or just type in Indie PopCon,
0: kind of epic show, Game of Thrones in in YouTube, and you'll find it. Also, the Kevin Eastman 30th Anniversary panel. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, you'll have the Charlene Harris panel up, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. There's, I'll have that up. You even have an ARIA panel we've been trying to get up for three months. True Blood's coming back this week. <laughs> yeah. True
1: Blood's back this week. It'll be up next week. Yeah. The Charlene Harris panel will be up next week. I make a promise of that right mm-hmm. here and now.
0: Um, so, yeah, our musical episode is Eric Stewart, Five Year Mission, Paul and Storm, Kadoja, and Christian Naren. So it's a it's a very nerdy music episode, I yes. think. And you're going to enjoy that. Um, we got our local comics podcast people. And then... Watch
1: also watch our voice acting panel with
0: Eric Stewart and John DiMaggio. Yes. It's
1: wonderful. Sorry, uh, the quality is not the, the video quality isn't the best at the beginning, but it greatly improves like four minutes in.
0: And if I don't know, I mean, I think we did this because we already did two days of it. But just to be clear, we loved Indie PopCon. Yeah, day three didn't happen because we loved Indie PopCon. So much that I almost got locked in the con area. And, and
1: it, was it was exhausting. That's why we didn't do a day three recap, and we just had so much content.
0: Which, it's going to be funny, because literally we conducted interviews after the con was closed because I couldn't get out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, And so people were putting away their stuff, and we were like, well, let's talk, since I have nothing to do. Awesome.
1: Anyways, guys, again, I'm David West. You can find me at Uh, David West underscore K-O-E-S on Twitter, also on Facebook.
0: I am Gabriel Canada. You can find me at Gabriel Canada with an A. And uh, that's not a Canadian pun either. It's an actual (laughs) A, not E-H. Other than that, um, we will also be launching soon a kind of epic Tumblr. Not like a Batman tumbler. Yeah, I wish not. that not. would be
1: a kind yeah. of epic tumbler.
0: Yeah, no, it would just be an epic tumbler. <laughs> right. All right. Fair like, enough. Uh, I don't even know which Batmobile I like more—the new, the Arkham Knight one or the tumbler. I think probably the Arkham Knight one. Yeah, probably. It has a it's canon. Uh, it's really just a tank at this point.
1: Actually, I think my favorite Batmobile is probably like Michael the, you know, the Michael Keaton Batmobile.
0: I like the one from the second one. like. I do like, I do like this. Shoot off the sides and squeeze through a building. I do like the '60s Batmobile too. You never see that one. You never see the the Michael Keaton one at cons. No,
1: no, you don't. Which is unfortunate. Actually, I remember you know seeing which one it. I it's really...
0: at a lot of car shows. Yeah. You know what I didn't like? Huh. The George Clooney one. No, no. Didn't care for that. You Can definitely don't see the Bat Boat. No. No, you don't. That was, that was one where they just decided... We, like,
1: had, we had one here in town. I don't know if you remember the old Baton The, bat, Super the, the Superhero Museum. That was museum. so
0: sad when that closed. Damn. That guy lost everything. I
1: know. That's, that's unfortunate.
0: George, uh, which was at the con. Yeah. I think it may have been, been the, same the same George yeah. Reed Good possibility. There's only like two of them. Yeah. So it was either that one or that other one. Yeah.
1: Anyways, <laughs> 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 guys. It's uh, a long episode. It's a long episode. We to we're to at an hour you. and 40 minutes we game. Say, Jesus. H. Mother of... I know, I know. Adam Wrap this up. Wrap this up. Just press the space bar. Okay.
3: Hey, listeners, this is Mikus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Mikus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.